Welcome to the SheEO Podcast with your host, Ellie Welcome. This podcast tells the tales of women in the finance industry and the setbacks they've had to overcome in their careers. Women make up less than one-third of executive, VP, and C-suite members in the finance industry. I hope this podcast can shed light on all of the factors that women have to go through while working in the financial services industry. Today's guest is Colleen Boyce. Colleen is currently a partner at Donnelly Boyce & Associates in Havertown, Pennsylvania. We can't wait to hear her story, so please welcome her on to the podcast. Hi, Colleen. Welcome to the SheEO podcast. It's so great to have you. Thanks, Ellie. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I've already given our listeners a little bit of a brief introduction on your background and where you currently work, but I would love to know a little bit about what interested you in finance, specifically accounting in your case, and why you chose this career path. Okay. So interestingly enough, I started as a bio major when I graduated high school. I had an accounting class in high school my junior and senior year, but I math always interests me, but I decided to go science math route and and try biology. First semester in school, I realized quickly that it was not for me. And because of how much I enjoyed the accounting class in high school, I chose to, to switch majors and become a business accounting major, so. Nice, and then post-grad, you just continued, I'm assuming, on the accounting course and track. Yes, um, so I, I wasn't in school traditionally because I was actually going to school. I had a family, so I was doing night class, working. Where I am at now is where I started my accounting career. So I started as a secretary while I was going to school 25 years ago. Um, and then when I graduated, I attempted, I, I was at a, I went to a larger firm and did a stint there. Um, I wanted to study for the CPA exam, but it was difficult having kids and working and trying, you know, working the tax season hours that you do. Yeah. When am I going to have the time to study for the CPA exam while raising a family and working and everything else? So my, so this firm had wanted me to come back. It's in Havertown, which is where I live also. So I welcomed the chance to come back to have a little more like family ease of getting to family activities and managing my time with studying for the CPA exam. So, wow, that's, that's incredible. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, having to raise a family during all of this, I'm sure you've experienced some, you know, gender discrimination in the field. I've talked to many other people who, especially when raising a family, there's always the stereotypes of women making such a sacrifice to you know, give up their job or to give up their family, vice versa? Not necessarily, only because I came back to where I started because the the two male business partners were actually very, 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 I get easy with families. So they let you, if you had to, if I had to leave for a kid, somebody's appointment or a game, they always, they stressed flexibility and they didn't want you to miss the important things. Like they basically had the environment of as long as you got your work done, 
you know, regardless of when that happened, you could go to the t-ball game or this or that. Um, so I didn't have that that necessarily in my the majority of my experience with the gentlemen that were my bosses mm-hmm. at the time. Well, that's that's great to hear, and I also think that you know, with our current most in most companies right now are sort of hybrid still, and I think that actually has allowed a lot of people to you know, still have connections and relationships with their families while still (laughs) doing their work. I mean, just like you said, my boss says, you know, as long as you get your work done, it's the hours you worked are far less important. And the hours you spend in the office are far less important than you actually doing what you came to do, which I appreciate because for me personally, I wouldn't be able to do my current job what that I do while I'm in school, if it wasn't hybrid. So, yeah. So there was a study done by Deloitte that said only 20% of senior positions in the financial services industry are held by women. And now you mentioned coming back after being a secretary, and obviously you've clearly had some really great leadership in the, your current company, but have you faced any challenges in climbing the corporate ladder throughout your career? Yes. Uh, I mean, it, it, I guess it's different because it's a small firm. I don't, (laughs) I didn't really look at it as like the corporate ladder, but I did at one point, I was going to leave working here when my kids started getting a little older because I felt that I had nowhere to go up. Like there were the two partners and myself and we would bring in seasonal help, but I'm like, unless they're going to make me a partner, which I didn't think that that was the case, that I'll always be, I'll always be, like kind of pegged even with my CPA exam. Yeah, I passed the CPA exam and mm-hmm. everything. But because I started as the secretary, I felt like I would never be able to truly leave that role and that function. So I did interview and I I had an offer at another firm. And one of the business partners here, I think, sensed that I was possibly getting ready to jump ship. And he told me that he wanted me to become his partner and that he was like, the, they were breaking up the partnership, um, him and the other guy. And so that he wanted me to like join him. I just had to give him a little time to sort things out. So I put a lot of faith and trust in him that he would honor his word. And I, I didn't take the job at the other company and he made me partner about like five months later. So Wow. That was 11 years ago. So oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's in my experience, I, I'm in meetings with, you know, CEOs, CFOs. It's the majority of my meetings are spent with males. There's, it is very infrequent that I have a female leader, partner. So sometimes I think they forget that there's a female in the room and they're having conversations uh, that happens at, you know, it's just, and sometimes they will address my business partner more than myself. And I do think that's because he's, he was partner longer and has more rapport with some of our clients, but I don't know if it, you know, if it's because I'm a female and sometimes I tend to just sit there and listen because Mm -hmm. of that, when it's a big group of males speaking, um, I don't like to speak up. I'm also five foot 10. So sometimes I get uncomfortable standing in a room full of men that are shorter than I feel like I'm making them feel like (laughs) less of a person because I'm so tall. And 
So there, there's that too. And I don't, you know, I don't know that males feel like that if they're taller than a female. Yeah. You know, but for me, I know I feel self-conscious about that. If I'm standing and I'm looking down at a male that is, you know, a CFO or something, I always feel like I, I am making him feel like less of a person because I'm taller than him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think it's funny that you say men probably don't think the same way because I, I've never had anyone say to me that because they were taller than me, they felt like they were looking down upon me, like from a male perspective. And I think mm-hmm. that's so interesting that it's kind of just like ingrained in us as yeah. women to always be trying to please everyone and always trying to make sure that everyone's comfortable and less worried about ourselves, more worried about everyone else in the room. So I'm right. glad you brought up that point. Mm-hmm. So what steps has your current employer made to support women in the industry? And do you find support through other colleagues, through friends who are in similar industries? So my current business partner, we have an all-female, we've hired an all-female staff. Um, he is the only male at our firm. Oh, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, he is very supportive. He actually enjoys working, you know, with females and appreciates us. I don't think that he's ever, you know, made an uncomfortable situation or ever not appreciated even our staff. Like he's very considerate and, uh, you know, appreciative. And so I, I think by hiring all females that, you know, it's a supportive environment. I didn't choose for it to be like that or ask for it to be like that, but it just so happened that the best people, like the ones that fit were females. So, but it's nice. Yeah. So, and I bet, uh, you know, it's also, I, in my opinion, you know, my whole team where I work is all female. And so I can relate to, you know, having, whether it's like now, granted, none of my colleagues are in any similar position to me. They're all much further in their career and everything, but just being able to rely on them for advice, them like, you know, I recently negotiated a job offer, just talking with them about, you know, how I can put my foot in the door Mm -hmm. and just being able to have those, you know, those mentors, those friends, those colleagues are really important. It is. I think that females do, you know, because we are, we do have different roles in a, a lot of, you know, either the firm or even with your family, it's nice to have other females to, you know, to discuss. So, you know, this is going on or somebody treated me like that, like where I haven't had issues with clients like in person, but there have definitely been people maybe that have called in on the phone that have been a little disrespectful or mm-hmm. just treated you in a manner, right? And and sometimes you wonder, like, would he have treated like my business partner like that? Or is it just, you know, is he treating me like that because I'm female? It's nice to have other females in my office to kind of decompress with <laughs> and discuss it and discuss what happened and you know, do we handle it the right way? But again, my business partner is so great. He would never stand for that. And anytime a client, if they have ever been disrespectful, you know, that's it. Like he, he won't stand for it. So. Yeah. I, 
I think that's so important to make sure that the men in the office are advocating for the women in the office, because if they're not doing their part to learn and to better themselves, to better the company, then why would you want to stick around? And clearly you have, you know, a great partner and that really reflects just on how much you, how highly you talk about your company. And so what advice would you give to young women breaking in the, breaking into the industry? Don't give up. (laughs) No, I think that times are starting to change where there are more females venturing into the finance world. And I think it's wonderful because I think we provide, we're intelligent, we have different life experiences, we have so much to offer. And it's, it's great that there are more of us now, you know, venturing into the finance world, uh, I would just say, uh, don't let anybody bully you. You belong here. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. And I have one other question. And this was something that I've actually come up in previous podcast interviews. Have you ever had conversations with male counterparts about pay transparency and the gender wage gap? Is that something that you know you and your male counterparts talk about on like a daily not daily basis but are they they're aware of we don't because it's not applicable in my firm because we only have it's me and my business partner and then we have females in the office so there's not really have an opportunity to discuss it because it's not applicable to us I'm trying to I can't think of any clients that have had issues with that uh as far as I know, see, like in a bigger firm where it would absolutely be applicable. And I know I've, I've discussed it with other people just in general terms, but it's just not applicable here because of the way we're structured and, and having an all-female staff. So <laughs> <laughs> that definitely makes sense. I really appreciate all of your answers and your honesty and coming onto the podcast. It means so much to all of my listeners. We just want to thank you again for coming on. This interview was really great and it's great to learn about another perspective in relate to accounting. I'm trying to cover all broad aspects of the financial services industry and hearing your perspective was really great. Well, thank you so much again for having me, Ali, and I wish you the best of luck with the rest of your career. (laughs) Of course. Thank you so much. Thanks. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the SheEO podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode with Colleen as it is great to hear her inspiring story and how she is currently working in accounting. If you did enjoy this podcast, please rate it five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You may also follow our social media at SheEO Podcast on Instagram. If you are interested in hearing more stories of women in the finance industry and the struggles they've faced, please feel free to stop by next week for another episode. Thank you so much, and we hope you enjoyed this episode.